So thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you're so good. We thank you that you said you'd be where we are. We thank you that you would just take over and let us know the things that we need to do. I thank you that you would speak to every single person as they're listening today. Help us to be ready for your return. We thank you that it's that important to you, that you're telling us things to come. You're telling us ahead of time that you're coming. We just give you all the glory for it. Speak to us, Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. So I want to dedicate this video to my mom because she wanted me to tell her story because she wants everyone to be able to make it to heaven. And so what happened was she was 83 years old and she was my best friend. And um, so we hung out every day. And then one day she said, I want to go to heaven. And I said, Mom, I don't want you to go to heaven. I want you to stay here. And I didn't have a revelation of heaven. And so um, through her wanting to go, I learned so much. But my little sister had left a few years ago before that, and I didn't have a revelation, and neither did my mom, I guess, because she wanted me to start studying the Bible with her on leaving. And, you know, in wanting her to stay here um, and, and grieving, I heard the Lord say to me that he has to be the most important thing to me and that I should help her to get there. So we started studying the Bible, and um, she got, I, I, she called me her teacher, but through that, I think that she had more of a revelation than I did, and she should have been my teacher. So anyway, in the midst of all that, just like Jesus said, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus warned us in Mark 4, as soon as you hear the word that he's going to come, and he is going to try to steal it. And the word is God. So he was trying to steal God from her right off. Satan got her offended, and it was with someone she loved dearly. And, you know, that hurts the most when someone you love hurts you. And so she, she was really hurt, and she got offended. And she was in unforgiveness um, during this time that she was wanting to go. Well, what happened during that time is she ended up breaking her hip and she ended up in a nursing home. If things weren't bad enough that she had that pain and she was miserable, then she broke her hip and then she ended up in a nursing home and she was miserable. She, she was devastated. It was really, really hard for her. And so now she was even more angry and um, it just was like one of the hardest times in her life for her and and for me. It was terrible to watch someone you love go through all of that. And so she kept asking God um, to take her, and, and we knew he had spoke to us that she was going to go. Um, we just didn't know when. And so we, you know, so many times we had already said goodbye and I guess I'm telling you that because um, the end of my story will make more sense. But we said goodbye so many times and, and still nothing, still nothing. She still was here and she wanted to go and she just wanted to go see Jesus and live in her heavenly mansion. And she's, she, was, she always said that um, she felt like a, a little girl in an old lady's body. She was just so sick of 
um, being old, I guess, and she was so tired, and she just thought that was the thing to do. So anyway, um, when she started feeling really um, desperate and nothing was happening and wanting this thing for so long, I think it was actually three years that she wanted to go. And so um, she was calling out to God and she was asking him why she was still here. And he said that she wasn't ready for heaven. I just want to park there for a second because... He is telling us we're not ready for his return. And see how kind, just notice how kind he is. He didn't say no, but he said, you're not ready. And that's what he's telling us, we're not ready for his return. And then when she asked him why, it was because of her love walk, because she was in unforgiveness. And then um, he told her she had to be more like me. And when he first... Um, When she told me that he said that, I I couldn't see the logic in that until I asked him and he said she she was looking to me and she saw the transformation that he made in me and how I learned to love no matter what. I mean, you make that decision and he helps you through it. And so he said that she could, that looked possible for her. So that's what he told her and that I was a witness. And so I should feel good about that because I was showing the Father, and that's what we're to do. We're supposed to show the Father. We're supposed to show people who God is. And so she started doing what he said, and she loved, and she forgave, and she got it right. And I'm thinking it was three months later, and she was gone. She got to go. She got what she asked for. She was ready for heaven. And so I want to, I want you to notice that in Matthew Matthew seven twenty one through twenty three, not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, "Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and driven out demons in your name, and done many mighty works in your name?" And I will say to them. I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my command. I want to go back up to verse 21. Lord, Lord, um, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know, so many people think they're right with God, and they're not. My mom did. She had no idea until he told her what was wrong, why she was still here. She had no idea the enemy's plan. And so God is saying that today. You know, He knows that many of us love Him, but we don't have understanding. We don't have revelation knowledge. And we're even okay with not hearing Him. But we have to hear Him. We have to get to that place where we hear Him. And um, even if we're not hearing Him, we're practicing lawlessness because the Bible tells us to seek Him. The Bible tells us to get faith. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing the word. And um, Matthew 7, 7, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. So we've been, we need to have this relationship with him so we can go to him like my mom did and find out what the problem is and whatever is happening in our life. And he corrects those he loves. Revelation twenty nineteen. he corrects those he dearly loves. And so we should be excited to be corrected. And we need to be ready to be with him. He told my mom she wasn't ready. 
He was kind. He prepared her. He told her what she had to do. How she could live in heaven with him was when she forgave. There's no unforgiveness in heaven. So verse 22, many say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. And um, he's going to say to them, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. So I want to mention these are people who thought they were right with him. And I know God wants me to mention that he hates pride because, um, and we've talked about this before, because if you think you're right with him and you don't go to him and find out, that's pride. And he hates pride because then he can't tell you anything. And I'll say to them, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. Now, so if we can't hear him, then how are we going to know his law? If we don't look at the book, if we don't have time for him, how are we going to know his opinion? And, you know, he said that to me one day. He said, many think that um, they're going to move in with me someday. Yet right here and right now, they don't know me, they don't have time for me, and they don't even agree with me. Yet they think they're going to move in with me someday. And, you know, that is just silly. And maybe that sounds profound to some people, but it shouldn't. It's common sense. Why would you want to move in with someone you don't know or agree with? So in order that you would move in with God, then you have to take the time to get to know him, right? You have to take the time to get to know him so you know what his opinion is, so you know what he's thinking, so you know if you agree with him or you want to move in with him someday. You want to take the time to do that now before he gets here. And then if you agree with him and you like his opinion and you still think you want to move in with him, then you got to get ready for that. And you have to be able to hear him. And so when you get to know him, when you take that time for him, you will be able to hear him. And then when you're able to hear him, you can find out that thing that you need to do. And maybe it's forgiveness to be right with him so you can be ready for heaven when he gets here. You know, we're all in a different place, and God is saying today that we have to hear him, we have to know him, we have to give him time, and be in agreement with him if we want to live with him when he gets here. The time is soon for his return. He told me, he told me that. He said, the time of Jesus has come. The hour of testing is at hand. And then two days later, he said, it's a great hour of testing. A great hour of testing is at hand. I'm frustrated, obey me. And what he's saying today is take that time to seek me like my mom did. What if she didn't seek him? What if she didn't? What if she didn't ask him? How would she know what she had to do? How would she know what her choices were? And that's what he's saying. Seek me and you will find me. Knock and the door will be open. Come to me, all who weary, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's good. And, you know, even it might be something, you know, like worry that's making you not ready with him, for him. Because if you're worried, you're not in faith, you're in fear. And so go to him, seek him, and you will find him. Jeremiah says, if you seek him as vital necessity, you will find him. And so God is wanting you to find out what he thinks. See if you want to be in agreement with him so that you can move in with him and then be corrected. Revelation 3.20, through 
3.19, he tells us that he, de he, he dearly and tenderly loves those he corrects. Those whom I dearly and tenderly love, I tell their faults and convict and convince and reprove and chasten, discipline, instruct them. So be enthusiastic and earnest and burning with zeal and repent, changing your mind and your attitude. And then he said in verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears and listens, heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, and he will eat with me. And so that's what he's saying. He's saying he loves us. He's not here yet because we're not ready. And individually, we have to get on our knees. We have to sit before him and find out what that correction is so that we can be ready. And being corrected is a good thing. It's a maturity thing. And he wants you to be ready. He's frustrated. And he's saying, obey me. And how can we obey him if we don't take the time to hear him? That's what he's saying. Take the time. Don't be prideful in thinking that you're good. But take the time to hear him. I'm so glad my mom did that. I'm so glad she asked him. And then he told her. And then she was able to go. It was the most exciting day for her. She was so excited to go. And I was okay because God made me okay. He helped me. He was so kind in her leaving too, talking about things to come. He told me seven days before he was going to take her. And then six days, five days, four days, three days. And the day of, he told me, are you okay? I'm going to take your mom today. Because he knew how much I loved her and he was just so sweet and so kind about it. And then he took her that day, and I was okay. That was the first time when someone left that I didn't cry. I was so happy for her. She's, she's happy. And so um, with Mother's Day coming up, I want to say, Happy Mother's Day, Mom. And to all the other moms out there, and know that if your mom leaves here, help her to be right with him so that you know where she's going. Let's get it right. Let's get ready for either our loved ones to leave or for Jesus to get here. He's so good. He's so in love with us. If you never said that prayer, if you never asked him to be your God, if you never asked him, invited him in to be with you, as we just read, if you never invited him in to eat with you and be with you, then I want to like to say that prayer with you today. When he left, he told the disciples the Holy Spirit would come, that he wasn't going to leave them as orphans, but the Holy Spirit would come and live on the inside of them. And that's exactly what happens when you invite him. And that isn't just a prayer to get to heaven, but it's a commitment. Like you, you heard me tell you about my mom. She committed to Jesus. She said, okay, I'm going to love. Even though I'm hurting, I'm going to love. And I want you to know that when you do that, he heals you. He heals you of that pain and helps you to love. Your part is to make that decision. And so when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, it's a decision of commitment. you got to commit to him. Commit to him and say, okay, I'm going to do what you say. I want to live with you here and now in your kingdom. Jesus said the kingdom of God isn't going to be a place you're going to see, but it's within you. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, and then you just commit to his way. And then when you leave here, you're going to go be with him. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that's what we learned before she left, and she was so excited, and, and now she's there, and I know that I will see her again 
when she was in, in unforgiveness, I was praying that he wouldn't take her because I knew that she would go to hell. And so we go to hell or we go to heaven, and it's our choice. And you have to take the time to get to know God and hear God and let him correct you. That this is what this message is about today. And my mom wants you to know, take the correction so that you can get the heck out of here when you need to and be with him. So let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you and praise you, and we commit to you. We commit to you to be on your side, to be a witness for you, and to be in agreement with you and do whatever you're calling us to do. We want that correction. We want to be ready for your return. And so we just receive you right now. We thank you that you would come and live on the inside of us and be our God. We thank you that you're always there. You said that you would never leave us or forsake us. You said we'd never be alone. So we thank you and praise you. Help us prepare us for your return, Lord, and help us to prepare for your return. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory in your name. So if you said that prayer, I'm so excited for you. If it was your first time, if I inspired you in any way, I'm excited because we need to be ready for him. He wants us to be ready. And that's what this is all about. That's what he, he wants us to do is to be ready for his return and to be a witness for others to be ready as well. Our life is in our own. This is temporary here. But we're going to live with him forever in the new heaven and the new earth. And we're going to see all of our loved ones when we get there. Isn't that amazing? He's so good. He has such a good plan. He has so many good things for us. Take the time to get to know him. Get on your knees and hear him. And take that correction. And I want to tell you, if you just said that prayer for the first time, that John 1, 1 tells us in the beginning was the Word and the Word is God. And so you got to get to know him by getting to know the Word of God. Look at it. Devour it. Binge on it, I like to say. Get to know him a whole lot faster than just doing a tiny bit every day. Just get up every day and just decide you are going to get to know him. And he will make himself known to you. So, thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.